Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, October 26, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Penske's earnings slipped despite record revenue in Q3. Mercedes is the latest to quit Russia. And Carlos Tavares calls Europe's emission standards a diversion. Plus, a conversation with the CEO of Research Frontiers, which patented the cutting-edge glass technology used in the Cadillac Celestics four-quadrant roof. You're now allowing everybody in the car to customize that car experience for themselves by controlling one of these four panels. So it's, it, it's really kind of a luxury redefined, if you will. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Penske Automotive Group's net income slipped in the third quarter. That's despite record revenue. The retail giant was dinged by foreign currency exchange, lower used vehicle revenue, and declining used vehicle sales. Penske reports that net income dropped more than 4% to about $340 million. Revenue increased 6.5% to almost $7 billion. Meanwhile, Group One Automotive also reported record revenue in the third quarter, and it saw higher net income. Group One reported strong revenue growth from retail vehicle sales and its parts and service business. The Houston-based retailer said net income rose 14% to almost $200 million in the quarter. Third quarter revenue rose 22%, topping $4 billion. Lower leased vehicle income dragged down GM Financial's third quarter earnings. Net income for GM's captive finance arm fell 16%, and revenue dropped 5%. Net income was almost $700 million on $3.2 billion in revenue. Lease originations in the third quarter were little changed from a year earlier, rebounding after a plunge in the second quarter. Through nine months, GM Financial has earned $2.5 billion down from almost $3 billion a year earlier. Mercedes-Benz will withdraw from the Russian market and sell shares in its industrial and financial services subsidiaries to a local investor. The automaker joins a growing list of companies also winding down their exposure in Russia after its invasion of Ukraine in late February. Mercedes said shares in the local subsidiaries would be sold to a car dealer chain of Todom. A Mercedes spokesperson said the company's 15% stake in Russian truckmaker Kamaz would not be affected by the intended transaction and should be transferred to Daimler Truck this year as planned. And Stellantis CEO Carlos Tavares says uncertainty over the future of European regulation on auto emissions give Chinese competitors an additional advantage. The EU's Euro 7 standards tighten car emission limits for pollutants including nitrogen oxides and carbon monoxide starting in 2025. Tavares says they are a, quote, diversion from the major goal of electrification. He was speaking Tuesday at the Automobile Volca conference in Berlin. Tavares had called for a softening of Europe's ban on fossil fuel emitting cars starting in 2035 during the Paris Auto Show earlier this month. He warned that social unrest would ensue if combustion engine cars were banned before affordable electric vehicles were available. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Penske has softer used vehicle results. That's been a turbulent market, right? Yeah, it sure has. You know, prices soared to record high levels by however you measure it. You know, last week we had Jonathan Smoke on the show talking about the Mannheim used vehicle value index 
you know, which had peaked and has been steadily coming down since then. You know, we've seen it in the used car specialists like CarMax and Carvana, and we're seeing it in the used car businesses within a lot of the big retailers where either they bought inventory at record high prices that they're having to sell now and make a lot less money on than they had planned, or some of them kind of sounds like maybe in Penske's case, kind of held off when prices were kind of nosebleed record highs, held off and had a little less volume to, to move in this last quarter. Gotcha. Coming up, we'll hear from the head of the company that patented the cutting edge technology used in a Cadillac Celestics four panel roof. That's next on Daily Drive. Hi, I'm Michael Dunn, son of legendary car spy, Jim Dunn, and I'm also the host of the Driving with Dunn podcast. Over the last 26 years, I founded two companies, became president of GM Indonesia, and I was featured on 60 Minutes. Today, I run Zozo Go, a global market intelligence company with deep expertise in electrics and autonomous cars. Driving with Dunn is going on 80 episodes. Our guests include Henrik Fisker. We're gonna modernize the Pope Mobile. Linda Zhang, chief engineer of the F-150 Lightning, and many more. You can listen at zozogo.com or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. The $300,000 Cadillac Celestic is a sleek, futuristic-looking electric sedan coming in just over a year. Although the Celestic is packed with new tech and other opulent features, there's one element that might be a surprising highlight, the vehicle's four-panel roof, using technology licensed from Research Frontiers. I spoke with the company's CEO, Joe Harari. I reached him in Florida. Joe Harari, welcome to Daily Drive. Hey, thanks, Jamie. And I've been a big fan. I've, I invite you into my Homer office so many times a day. It's really great to be on your show again. Well, thanks. It's, uh, it's fun, to, fun doing the show. We get to meet people who are you know, running uh, interesting companies, such as uh, Research Frontiers. So you are making this uh, shading glass. Uh, how do you describe the glass, smart glass, uh, for sure. the Cadillac Celestic? And, uh, and what does that opportunity mean for the company? Sure. Okay, great. So uh, we invented and we have about 250 patents on something called SPD smart glass, which is SPD stands for suspended particle device. But what it really is, is a bunch of nanoparticles in a film and you could control their orientation electrically. So by pressing a button, hooking it up to a photo cell, talking to it with an Amazon Alexa or Google Home, you could change the tint of your glass from very dark, blocking 99.5% of the light to very clear, like a normal windshield or anything in between. And that's what GM put into the Celestic roof. And what they did, which was kind of interesting too, is they put it into a four segment roof. So it's one continuous piece of glass, but you could control four different segments of the glass. So if I'm driving the car and I want daylighting to stay awake, I may have my glass portion in the clear state. Whereas my kids or my grandkids may be in the back seat watching a movie and they may want their glass to be dark. Or you may be checking your email and you know getting uh, something from your producer about your great ratings and you want to see it on your screen and they will, you could see what's on the screen quite clearly because you could adjust the amount of ambient light coming into the vehicle uh, precisely and to your needs. Is that what's really new here? The fact that it's such a large piece of glass and that this one piece of glass is controllable with four different segments is really, really new. And then they put other bells and whistles, LED lighting and other really you know, nice features to 
create an ambiance inside the car that is important. Yeah, it's uh, they put a lot of technology in that car. It's a pretty spectacular uh, piece of work. So this is not your first series production for automotive. Uh, what's the background of Research Frontiers in, in the auto space? Sure. So many, many years ago in 2010, Mercedes was looking for a way to put glass in the roof of the SLK Roadster. And it has a relatively low roof in that car. So they didn't have a lot of headroom. So they didn't want to put your traditional pull across shades. They were looking for a solution. And they introduced SPD Smart Glass in 2010 at a number of the auto shows, and it was very well received. So in 2011, it went into series production on the SLK Roadster. And quite frankly, they didn't know how this was going to work out because it's a $45,000 car at the time, and it was a $2,500 option. So they didn't know what the take rates would be on this option, but the take rates were much higher than they expected. So then they started deploying it on the SL Roadster, the big brother, which is a pricier car. And what they noticed is that they're reducing the temperature inside the vehicle by about 18 degrees, which is significant. I mean, I'm, right now I'm here in Florida because we have an, um, the aircraft show last week and the boat show coming up this week and our glasses in both of them. And that kind of difference is really meaningful because if you leave a car parked here in Florida for two hours and go into a restaurant or go to the beach, it's going to be intolerably hot when you come back in, except when it has SPD smart glass because it reduces the temperature by 18 degrees. So instead of getting in your car and it being 90 degrees, it's 72 degrees without using your air conditioner. So what does that mean? It means you can make your AC compressors 40% smaller. And in the case of an electric vehicle like the Celestic, you can increase the driving range by five and a half percent because you're not using your air conditioning as much. So the car's battery power is going more towards driving it and less towards cooling it. So this has been a, a really nice feature now that we're moving more towards electrics throughout the world. Yeah, I would almost think it would be uh, useful in uh, residential, you know, uh, real estate in homes in places like Florida. Right. Absolutely. And um, we were actually in the a 10,000 square foot roof in the World's Fair in Milan. And the reason the architect put it there is it was a roof deck. And they were concerned that when the sun was overhead, the heat would be unbearable in Milan. And he kind of got his wish because there was a killer heat wave going throughout uh, Europe at the time. And the only roof deck that stayed open was ours because of the smart glass in the roof. So very interesting. And have an amusing story. Uh, there was a celebrity that came to visit and he was talking to a bunch of people. And what I did is I went over to the roof and I made all of the panels in the roof dark. There was 312 individual panels that you could control, except the one right over his head. So the sun was coming down and he was sweating like a pig and he didn't know why. And everybody else was cool as a cucumber. But you know, I guess being the CEO of a smart glass company allows me to do fun stuff like that or go on the test track and get cars like the Celestic into production. Yeah. Who knew you were such a smart glass? <laughs> <laughs> so how do you manufacture something like this? Does, do you have your own facility or do you contract that out? How does that work? So what we wanted to do, Jamie, is we wanted our, the car makers to be able to pick any glass supplier they wanted and that they're comfortable using. So we ended up licensing our 250 patents to most of the world's major auto glass companies so that if you're a Mercedes or a McLaren or a GM uh, and there's some more coming out uh, last 
month, there was an SUV that came out with our technology in the roof in Europe. One that you uh, can't name? I can't name, but they swore up and down they would never make an SUV because they're very well known (laughs) for their sports cars. And this car was gorgeous and it has our glass on the roof. And um, these car makers are deploying it for a number of reasons. Number one is it's very elegant. There's no moving parts, or maybe there you could say there's millions of moving parts, but they're mm-hmm. nanoparticle size. And it creates this whole atmosphere inside the car that I think is tremendous. You can reduce noise, which is a very big bellwether of luxury. You could make passengers more comfortable. Or if you take what the Celestic is doing now, uh, a very bespoke, custom-built car for the owner's needs, you're now allowing everybody in the car to customize that car experience for themselves by controlling one of these four panels. So it's it, it's really kind of a luxury redefined, if you will, within GM. So tell me about the history of Research Frontiers. It kind of grew out of an, an affiliate or a supplier to, to Polaroid? Actually, it grew out of some work that Edwin Land from Polaroid had done. Hmm. And that grew out of some work that a dog with an upset stomach had done on a lab in England in the 1850s. So this dog has an upset stomach. They feed it quinine bisulfate, which is what was used to calm down upset stomachs. The dog urinated into a tray of iodine. And the scientists, when they came in the next morning, noticed that these crystals had formed. And what they had noticed also was that these crystals were good light polarizers. So now fast forward to Edwin Land. He was looking for a cheap polarizer material for sunglasses. And up until that point, they were using tourmaline and semi-precious minerals as polarizers. He saw this experiment, duplicated it with a dog, no less, and discovered something else else, that when you apply an electric field to these particles, they can line up and allow light to pass through. And if you remove the electric field, they would randomize and block light. And he called it a light valve, just like a water valve would control the flow of water, we controlled the flow of light, but he couldn't get it to work. That's where we came in. We actually reinvented the particles, got them to work. And before Polaroid went out of business, they actually became a licensee of ours again. So it came full circle from Edwin Land, the founder of Polaroid, back to Polaroid. Um, <laughs> but um, the car industry really discovered the many benefits that this glass has. People want to have a better connection with the outside world when they want it but they want to block that connection when they don't. So if you're watching a movie or if you're checking your emails, you want to have the glass do a tinted dance, if you will. And when you want to look out the window, you want it to be clear. And as you move towards an autonomous world where people are going to be looking out of their windows more because the car is driving itself, or maybe, and this is what they, you know, they're looking at also, The most dangerous part of an autonomous vehicle is when they hand over the control from the machine to the human. And it's the same thing with aircraft and other things. When they go off of autopilot, you know, you want to make sure the pilot's awake. So imagine that you can now adjust the lighting, bring daylighting, which can wake you up inside the vehicle automatically right before the handoff. So there's a lot of cool things that you can do with this that are somewhat, they sound futuristic, but they're based on here and now technology, which is our SPD smart glass. So let me ask you quickly, uh, before I let you go, about the company's finances with this Celestic and other you know, new wins that you're having. Do you see uh, the revenue really growing? And 
I know you've kind of been a little underwater the last few years. Of course, it's been a tough uh, environment for any uh, suppliers <laughs> during COVID. Yeah. Uh, right. But how, how do you see it going from here? Well, this year, I think the market is beginning to realize also where we're going because our stock is up about 30% year to date and the Dow and the NASDAQ are down 15 to 30%. So we're, we're doing okay from a stock standpoint. We have plenty of cash. We have no debt. And we've spent about $110 million to develop SPD Smart Glass. So all of that investment is already sunk and in there. So, you know, we're in good shape. We have uh, plenty of runway and we expect the revenues to really ramp up because not only cars like the Celestique and the McLaren and the Mercedes that we're in now and, and the one I couldn't name before, but also <laughs> some mid-level cars coming out very soon that will have very high volumes that'll bring the benefits of our smart glass to more and more vehicles. So we're in great shape and we're looking forward to, you know, the year ahead for us. Joe Herreri, CEO of Research Frontiers. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on technology, earnings results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with Mark Lenev, chairman of the auto dealership vertical at Franchise Equity Partners from the Automotive News Retail Forum in Chicago. You can also view that conversation live tomorrow at noon Eastern time on our LinkedIn page. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.